0: What's good, everyone? Welcome to the show today. This is the Rabbit State Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Sperry. It is Thursday, July 14th, and today I am going to wrap up uh, the series that we've been doing this week on the show where I am going to finish up my list of the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I've done 1-10, through 11-20, and now I'm going to round out the rest of the list here, numbers 21 to numbers 32. Um, I'm gonna put a little disclaimer here. I don't have Deshaun Watson on this list, anywhere on the list, because, uh, I didn't, there was no tape of him in 2021. I'm basing this list based on how these guys played in 2021. This is not based on how I think they're going to perform in 2022. Um, I could make a separate list where that's the case, but, um, you know, this is what I saw on the field on tape last season, and I'm ranking these quarterbacks based on that. Um, so, without further ado, we'll jump right into number 21. And I have Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big Jimmy G guy because he's someone that is very steady, someone that plays with good footwork, that is generally accurate. Um, he's a he's smart. He can he can go through multiple progression reads. Um, But his issue last season was that um, his decision-making went down quite a bit, and I I think part of that had to do with a little bit with his injuries. He was injured for a good portion of the season. Um, But at the end of the day, he he showed up to work. He he led his team to the NFC Championship game. And, you know, it's possible I have him too low on this list, but, I mean – uh, the reason why I have him down here in this last leg of the list is because he had major shoulder surgery this off season, and I don't know how that's going to affect him moving forward. Um, but, you know, there, there are reports out there that Seattle is seriously considering going out and getting Jimmy Garoppolo. I would highly recommend it, given what they have on their roster right now. He's someone that, you know, he can get the ball where it needs to go. He's accurate, plays with good footwork um and he has a ton of experience and experience winning so uh, i like jimmy g quite a bit and it's obvious that san francisco doesn't want to get rid of him right now um, and for good reason because they think that he's worth at least a second round pick um, because they've seen what he's capable of doing in practice and on the field uh, and they know that he's a starting level quarterback in this league um, now num- moving on to number 22 i have davis mills now you know i like the potential of some of the other rookie quarterbacks in the 2021 uh, rookie draft class. than Davis Mills, but just from a purely objective standard on the field last year, Davis Mills was the second best rookie behind Mac Jones. Davis Mills uh, led a really, really bad Texan squad to some wins there towards the end of the season. played really well despite you know a massive difference in talent between him and his opponents. And, you know, even beat like the Chargers, you know, essentially took the Chargers out of the playoffs with that win when you think about it. So, you know, Davis Mills, very impressive rookie campaign. I'm excited to see how he's going to do in 2022. Once again, there's going to be a massive talent differential for between his team and the teams that he plays. So it's definitely going to be an uphill battle for Davis Mills uh, to even keep his job uh by next year but you know I liked what I saw from Davis Mills in year 1 and I'm excited to see what he does in 2022 Moving on to number 23 I have Zach Wilson uh Zach really did not look comfortable uh the first kind of portion of his season he was he was awful the offense was terrible uh, he had no protection uh, he didn't really. Have, you could tell he didn't really have uh, the adequate amount of chemistry with his with his receivers, the early part of the year. But then he gets hurt, and he's out for for a little while there. And then he comes back, and he actually starts playing pretty darn well. You know, and towards the end of the season, he uh, he he actually looks pretty darn good, and they win some games, and they finish out the year relatively strong. So. Moving into 2022, it, it uh, the reports are saying that Zach Wilson has really beefed himself up, um, and he's really primed himself to have a big 2022 campaign. Um, when and if I make a list of quarterbacks, uh, how I think they're going to perform this year, Zach Wilson uh, could be somewhere hovering around the top ten. I mean, I I really like Zach Wilson. I really like what he's what he brings to the table uh, coming into year two. Uh, He definitely has the talent, uh, the prototypical talent of a second year uh, boom player, someone that really comes on the scene as a superstar level talent, especially because Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have done, I think, a great job putting a good amount of talent around him, especially offensively. So I'm excited to see uh, what Zach Wilson does in 2022. Number 24, I have Trevor Lawrence. Um... Lots, lots of, lots of stuff that wasn't in Trevor Lawrence's control. None of his receivers really got open. Uh, terrible offensive line, terrible scheme. You know, just there wasn't a whole lot for Trevor to work with. But towards the end of the season, he really put some good games together. Obviously, the physical talent is evident. Strong arm can 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 run the football um, if need be. Can make plays outside of the pocket. Uh, very talented RPO passer. There's a lot to like with Trevor Lawrence. There's no denying that, and he definitely showed uh, those traits uh, towards the end of the season. So I do like Trevor Lawrence, um, and I think that he's he's getting primed to have a very uh, very encouraging 2022 campaign, even if it means that the Jaguars probably won't be a playoff team. Number twenty five, I have Jalen Hurts, and you know a lot of these quarterbacks in this portion of the list are young, younger guys that have the that have the potential to boom here in twenty twenty two. But in twenty twenty one, they just weren't quite there. Jalen Hurts is definitely one of these guys. Um, you know, I really like uh, the, the Nick Sirianni's offense. I think it's very creative, and uh, they use a lot of innovative uh, uh, schemes. And I do like the the running game. That Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have. I like Hurts' ability to run the football and be a threat with his legs, but plain simply, he's not accurate enough right now. His arm isn't is definitely below average. It's 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 it might even be below average for an NFL backup at this point. It's not a very good arm, and then uh, he does not. He's not one of these guys that is comfortable standing and delivering in tight pockets. Um, he he's very skittish he likes to escape and uh, move outside of the pocket and it's really hard to be consistent in this league and be like a really top tier level passer uh, unless you're comfortable standing in there and delivering passes from within the pocket um, you know he's not particularly comfortable throwing the ball over the middle because you know he's a bit shorter uh, and then you know, it's hard to throw the ball over the middle when you're scrambling out of clean pockets. So, uh, you know, Jalen has the kind of physical talent where, you know, and speaking of guys that have beefed up over the offseason, Jalen Hurts has definitely uh, been hitting the gym. He looks he looks like he's ready to take on the league. It'll be, inter- it'll be interesting because Philly does have a really good roster this year. So if Jalen Hurts does take that next step uh, and becomes a legitimate, NFL franchise quarterback this year. I think the Eagles are probably the favorites to win the NFC East this year. Um, but based on what I've seen from Jalen's film the last couple of seasons, uh, I, I, I'm skeptical that he can really make that big of a jump uh, heading into 2022. Number 26, I have Justin Fields. Um, and, you know, there's a lot that went wrong for Justin Fields in 2021, just like Trevor Lawrence. The offense was terrible, terrible offensive line. He, you know, the weapons, he had a couple of, you know, Darnell Mooney was fine, but, you know, Allen Robinson never got open for him. Um, Cole Komet was, wasn't was fantastic either. There just wasn't a whole lot for Justin Fields to work with last year in Chicago, but he definitely showed uh, his massive, massive potential. He had some really wow highlight plays, especially that, that incredible run for a touchdown that he had against San Francisco last year. That was that was awesome. He had some really great deep throws, showed some really great touch throws down the field uh, at times. So, you know, I really liked what I saw from Justin Fields. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. I'm really rooting for him. But, you know, the Chicago Bears are one of the worst run organizations in football today. And, you know, when you talk about going to, I don't like when you talk about fit and going to an organization that's going to uh take care of you and put pieces around you that, you know, are worth putting around you and, you know, putting you in a good position to succeed. Justin Fields is not in one of those positions right now, and he's going to have to overcome um, a situation that I think a lot of quarterbacks would end up failing in. So uh it's going to be interesting to see how Justin Fields' 2022 ends up going. Uh, but as far as the Bears go, I, I don't have a lot of optimism uh, for their future, at least in the short term. Number 27, I have Jared Goff. And, you know, Jared, in terms of pure arm talent, you know, he'd probably be somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. He he throws a beautiful deep ball. You know, he can really zip it in there. It's a beautiful spiral. Um, But Jared's problem is that he needs to be comfortable in order to succeed. You know, he needs a clean pocket. He needs needs to see his first read come open. He's not someone that can really go through uh, three to four progressions in a read. Um, you know, he's not someone that's great pre-snap or post-snap, you know, he just kind of has a concept and he snaps the ball and if the guy's open, you know, he throws it there, you know, that's kind of just his style. He's not particularly mobile, you know, and if he's under pressure, you know, he kind of folds like a cheap tent. So he's someone that really likes to look at his first read and if it's not there, he just checks it down. That's kind of Jared Goff's style. Um, and then, you know, if he sees something post-snap. That's like a wrinkle. Like if it's if what he sees pre post snap is not the same as what he thinks he's gonna see pre-snap. Um and defenses can kind of get fancy with him. Uh he he's definitely just reverts to being a check down kind of quarterback. And you know, to me, uh, that's a recipe for someone that's gonna be a, an eventual backup in this league. Um, I think that this'll probably be his last year as a starter in the NFL. Uh, now that the Detroit has actually put a decent roster around him, you know people are actually expecting the the Lions to do pretty well this season. Um, I'd say that the Lions' expectations have been the highest they've been for at least a little bit now, and I think Jared Goff is going to fall short of those expectations this season, um, and it, the Lions will end up getting a new quarterback next year. Number twenty-eight, I have Sam Darnold, and you know Sam actually looked pretty good in you know the first four or five games of the year before he got hurt. Um, and before Christian McCaffrey got hurt. And then once he came back from injury and Christian McCaffrey still wasn't there and he didn't have his safety blanket, Sam just, he looked awful. He was making terrible decisions, putting the ball in arm's way. Um, And it was because of how he played at the end of the season why he's currently being viewed as a backup quarterback. Um, You know, in terms of pure arm talent, just like Jared Goff, Sam Darnold would probably be in the top 10 or top 15 because it's special. Um, His ability to throw off-platform, you know, throw the ball downfield off platform. I mean, his kind of arm talent is just stuff you don't see every day, which is why he was so highly touted coming out of college. But you know, at the end of the day, it when playing quarterback in the NFL, there's a lot more than just being able to throw a pretty football and throw it, you know, off platform and all the, and all these things. Um, Sam's biggest. Uh, downfall as it is with Carson Wentz as it as it is with Jameis Winston is that he puts the ball in harm's way too often and it, it costs his team because he doesn't make enough splash plays uh, to justify the the amount of uh, turnover worthy plays that he puts on the field week in and week out now I think he has a actually a pretty decent shot at winning the week one starting uh, quarterback position for the Panthers because I think he, he has better overall arm talent than baker mayfield does and i think that his chemistry with the receivers um and his weapons will serve him well also he he's had more he's gonna have more time with uh, with the playbook he's gonna so i think the early favorite to win the week one starting job is sam darnold but baker mayfield is the better decision maker he is the better football mind um he's definitely a lot more poised when under pressure than Sam is. So it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic works out. And we'll see who's on the field in week one. Um, But, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Sam finally takes that next step uh, to be a legitimate NFL uh, franchise quarterback, a starter, um, and really show off that really incredible arm talent that he has. Number 29, I have Daniel Jones. And, you know, we've known for a while or at least I have that Daniel Jones is not the real deal. Um not really a special arm, you know, he's he's accurate but and the thing about Daniel Jones is that he will stand in the pocket and deliver balls down the middle, which is something that I do like about him. But, you know, with that is he doesn't really escape the pocket. He just kind of stands in there. He's kind of like a statue and you know with the kind of offensive line that new york has you can't be a statue because <laughs> they the, cuz i mean there's going to be pressure on you he's he's willing to take hits he's a, he's a tough son of a gun um but you know he throws a lot of interceptions as well uh lots of times because his throw gets affected by pressure cuz he just stands in the pocket and he's not afraid of the pressure he's not really someone he's someone that can run he's athletic enough to to be a threat with his legs but he doesn't really do it that often because, you know, he's just so statuesque in the pocket and he's, you know, to his credit, he's not afraid of getting hit in the face, which is I would take that over someone like Jalen Hurts, who is skittish in the pocket, but Jalen, you know, I I would say Jalen's a better thrower on the run. He's a better overall runner, so that's why he's ahead of Daniel Jones on this list. Now, if anyone's going to be able to get the most out of Daniel Jones, it's Brian Dable. I'm a big Brian Dable fan, the new head coach of the New York Giants. Um, but you know, I I'm not I'm still not a big fan of this offensive line. I'm still not a big fan of this of this wide receiver room. And you know, Saquon Barkley hasn't been the same ever since he got hurt his rookie season. Um, so I'm I'm not a big I'm not a big believer in Daniel Jones at this point in his career. Number 30, I have Trey Lance and let me, let me be clear once again, that this is not where I think that they will be this season. I think Trey Lance has the, has the potential to, to be the best quarterback in the NFL this year and win MVP because he's got an excellent head coach. He's got excellent weapons around him. Um, he's obviously got, has big talent. I love his uh, work ethic. I love his drive. I love his focus. Um, but based on what I saw on, on film last year, he was it was just not good in terms from a passing standpoint. You know, he didn't really get through his progressions very well. He was putting the ball in harm's way. Uh, inaccuracy was was still showing up. Um, and then as a runner, I, I expected a lot more from him as a runner. I mean, people were saying that that he wasn't quite Lamar Jackson, but he was Lamar Jackson esque in a bigger body, uh, a faster version of Cam Newton is kind of what I heard. Uh, from a lot of people coming out of the draft. And, you know, on tape, it kind of did look like that because he was playing against FCS competition and those guys are a lot slower than FBS teams and and those kinds of players. But, you know, when I look at Trey Lance and his season last year, it was not good. It was the worst out of all of the the rookie quarterbacks that played last year. Um, And, you know, although I'm excited to see how he does, next year with the 49ers and you know he definitely has the talent to be an MVP level candidate and a superstar breakout in year two last year that was just simply not the case number 31 on my list I have Drew Locke and you know Drew Locke you want to talk about people that put the ball in harm's way Drew Locke you know is not a smart quarterback he's not very accurate he does have a strong arm and a pretty nice deep ball but you know I, I'm not a big fan of Drew Lock. I think he's not a great football mind. I think that he he folds under pressure. Um, he's not really a mobile kind of guy. It's I, I'm not a big fan of Drew Lock. I think Seattle seriously needs to think about trading for Jimmy G, getting him in the building, um, because you know Pete Carroll is 70 years old. He's not looking to you know, go through another rebuild and, and essentially tank this year, in my opinion. If you if you roll out Drew Locke next season as your starting quarterback, you're essentially folding the season. You're essentially uh, surrendering the season, and you're just hoping that you get a good draft pick so you can draft one of the, the top quarterbacks in next year's uh, draft. Uh, but if you get Jimmy G, you still have DK Metcalf. You still have Tyler Lockett. You still have George Fant, or Noah Fant, I bet. Uh, you still have uh, Kenneth Walker who I think is going to be excellent in the league this year. I think he's going to be one of the Rookie of the Year candidates. Um, This defense, I think, is better than people give it credit for. I think if you go and get Jimmy G, you can at least be competitive this season. Whereas if you roll out Drew Locke, I think there's going to be a lot of interceptions, um, a lot of missed opportunities offensively. And although Kenneth Walker still might be pretty good in the defense, might be better than people think if you're not able to throw the ball effectively. Um especially in this league you're you're going to fall by the wayside and then number 32 uh, the only rookie quarterback on this list uh, Kenny Pickett uh, I think Kenny Pickett is destined to be a bust in this league uh, because of all the talent that's that he's going to have to face defensively in that division with the Ravens and the Bengals and the Browns and they're all going to be you know very very talented teams here for the next five to ten years and Kenny Pickett you know I mean he's in a really stable organization but you know he's got small hands on a in a division and on a team that plays in cold weather frequently um you know he's someone that leaves clean pockets very very frequently far too frequently um and he's not talented enough as a runner to really get by with that in my opinion um you know he's accurate he understands pro concepts all that stuff is fine but you know, when when the when the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted this guy in the first round, I absolutely lost my mind because I thought Malik Willis would have been uh, a great pick for them. And you know, I I seriously wouldn't be surprised if Mitchell Trubisky is the is the starting quarterback of the Steelers to start the year. Um, right now, Kenny Pickett is working with the third teamers uh, for the Steelers, so you know I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky as potentially being the starter right away. But you know they drafted Kenny Pickett to play, and he'll probably end up playing at some point in 2022. But I just, I just don't see him being a success in this league, uh, especially given where he got drafted. So that's where I'm at, guys. That's the that that completes my list of the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. I might do a list sometime in the future of uh, my predictions on how the quarterbacks will predict will will play this season because the, some of these second-year quarterbacks will move up this list significantly, um, probably probably into the top fifteen. Actually, so I guess we'll see on on that front. But um, for now, this is this is going to be my list. This is based on how they played in 2021, and you know, you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited about football coming back. You know, it's been such a long time since since football's been here, and now we're less than a month away from the first preseason game on August 11th. And, you know, I'm just very, very excited for for football season to start again. So without further ado, guys, uh, thanks for stopping by today. This has been the Rabbit Stick Podcast. Peace, guys.